Chapter 12 of Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anthony Jackson. Cowboy Life on the Sidetrack by Frank Benton. Chapter 12 The Post Hole Digger's Ghost. The skeletons of Ramblet Bill and Cotswold Canvasback were found a long time after this all happened by one of the Warren Livestock Company's fence riders. This fence commences in northeastern Colorado near the 27th degree of longitude west from Washington, and extends west over hills and valleys, plains and mountains, through all kinds of latitudes, longitudes, and vicissitudes. There is a legend in regard to the building of this fence that is told in whispers when the fire burns low of a night in western homes. It runs something like this. Years ago, Senator Warren, Manager Gleason, and some other Massachusetts Yankees started in the sheep business in southern Wyoming and northern Colorado, and as the country was large, they thought it would be a good thing to fence in a few hundred thousand acres of government land and save the grass so fenced in case of hard winters and other things, and graze their sheep in this enclosure only when there was no more grass around the little homesteads taken here and there by settlers. So, hiring a young German from the old country, who couldn't speak a word of English, to dig the post holes, they got him a brand new shovel, a post bar about eight feet long, the famous receipt for cooking jackrabbits, and started him digging near the 27th degree of longitude west from Washington. Pointing toward the setting sun in the west, they went off and left him. The German was never seen alive again, but he left a never-ending line of post holes behind him. The Warren Livestock Company, it is said, put on a great many men setting the posts in these holes and stringing barbed wire on them, and although they kept ever increasing the force that built the fence, yet they never caught up with the German, and time after time the post setters would come to the top of a high hill or a range of mountains and thought they would come in sight of the German only to see a long line of post holes stretching away over hill and valley towards the setting sun. After a while, the Mormons along the line of Utah and Wyoming complained of seeing a ghost about the time they drove their cows home of an evening. They said it was a German, with grizzled locks and flowing beard, with a large meerschaum pipe in his mouth and a shovel in one hand, from which the blade was worn down to the handle and a post-bar no bigger than a drag-tooth in the other hand. He was always looking toward the setting sun, shading his eyes with his hand, and muttering these words, Das sie ken sonne, ich fang sie nicht. But when they approached close to him or spoke to him, he immediately vanished. When the ghost wasn't disturbed, it seemed to be digging holes. It would go through the motions of digging a hole in the ground, then rising up, take thirteen steps in a westerly direction, look back to see if the line was straight, dig another hole, and go on. Sometimes the ghost seemed to be studying a well-worn piece of paper, which was undoubtedly the receipt for cooking jackrabbits, and would mutter in German, O wohin, O wohin, ist er gegangen, mit schwanz so kurz und or so lang? O wohin, East mine has gegangen. After a while, the ghost began to appear in western Utah, and still later on in Nevada, always digging a never-ending imaginary line of post holes, 
No one ever knew where the actual post holes left off and the imaginary ones commenced. As the Root County cattlemen in western Colorado never allowed any sheepmen to encroach on their range, and they always killed all the sheep and sheepmen who dared to intrude, of course, the Warren livestock had to stop building fence west and turn north before they got there. When the ghastly skeletons of Ramblet Bill and Cotswool Canvasback were found lying by this fence, their bones picked clean by coyotes and vultures, a small book was picked up near them, which proved to be a diary of their adventures and last hours of suffering. It will be remembered that Ramblet Bill and Cotswool Canvasback couldn't write, but they had drawn pictures in the book, and when we had gotten another sheepman who couldn't write to examine them, he read them just like print. The first picture was a mountain with a lot of marks, which was interpreted as the flood, and two men drawn crosswise laying down was the sheepman being washed away. The next picture was a wire fence with two men clinging to it. He said that was when they washed into the fence. The next was another fence picture showing two men walking along it. There was about 50 pictures after this one, but they always had a section of a wire fence in them. Several pictures in the front part of the book showed the two men eating jackrabbits, but later on some of the pictures showed them chasing a prairie dog or trying to slip up on one, indicating that they couldn't find any more jackrabbits. There was pictures of them chewing bits of their clothes to get the sheep grease out of them. Then there was pictures of them pointing to their mouths and stomachs. Finally, in the last picture, they were in the act of eating a piece of paper with some writing on it which was probably the receipt for cooking jackrabbits. They probably had walked hundreds of miles along this fence before they finally succumbed, and as it was a country where they had herded large bands of sheep, the grass had become so exterminated that no jackrabbits could live there, and consequently Ramblet Bill and Cotswold Canvasback had gradually starved to death. Two guileless sheepmen lay sleeping on the side of a barren hill, One's name was Cotswool Canvasback, the other was Ramblet Bill. They were dreaming, sweetly dreaming, the fore part of the night, of grazing their sheep on a homesteader's claim when he was out of sight. But hark to the wind that's rising, tis coming fast and warm. Little wrecked the sleepers that it would do them harm. But the roar was growing louder, and the pine trees bent and shook, and the birds were screaming loudly, beware of the warm Chinook. When that hot blast struck their hut, built out of walls of snow, that house turned into a river in a way that wasn't slow. Washed off these dreaming sheepmen in the middle of the night, as the water swept the dreamers away, what must have been their fright. Till tangled up in Warren's fence that's built o'er mountain and vale, they followed it the rest of their lives, winding o'er hill and dale. When found by the annual fence rider, they long since had been dead, their bones picked clean by coyotes, with vultures hovering overhead. End of chapter 12